If you don't have an email list, then you don't have a direct line to your customers. Reaching your clients, audience, supporters, and fans with the right message at the right time in the right place becomes easy when you've got a strategic email list in place. My email list is the number one way I drive profits in my business. And major bonus here, it's a lot easier and way more fun than you might think. That's why I'm teaching a free live workshop all about growing your email list called From Zero Subscribers or Zero Strategy to an Engaged Email List That Lasts. I'll show you how to kick off your email list building strategy with no fear because I know it can be scary to start something new in your business. Save your virtual seat at growanemaillist.com. Inside of my free live workshop, you'll learn why email marketing is 10 times more effective than posting on social media, my secret to sending out weekly emails without adding a ton of work to my plate, my best tips for getting people to hit subscribe, and what to actually say to them to convert them from subscribers to paying clients and customers. Save your seat now at growanemaillist.com. That's growanemaillist.com to get started with an email list strategy that drives real results. I'll see you at the masterclass. You're listening to the Gold Digger Podcast, episode number 160. Today, I am so excited to share this story of Jess Ekstrom on how you can make a profit and an impact. Today, we're talking to the founder and CEO of Headbands of Hope, a company she started as a junior in college back in 2012. For every headband sold, a headband is given to a child with cancer. This company has been featured on the Today Show, Vanity Fair, 17, Good Morning America, and People Magazine. These headbands have been worn and supported by celebrities such as Lauren Conrad, Leah Michelle, and so many more. But most importantly, they've donated over 200,000 headbands to every children's hospital in the United States and 15 other countries. Jess was named the Women's Health Magazine Ultimate Game Changer in 2017. How amazing is this? In this episode, you're going to find out that you shouldn't have to choose between making a living and making a difference. Jess is passionate about helping others find those collision points and live a more purposeful life while also keeping it real. Gold Diggers, without further ado, here is Jess Ekstrom. You're listening to the Gold Digger Podcast, where we firmly believe that work doesn't have to feel like work. Self-made millionaire and marketing guru Jenna Kutcher will help you redefine what success looks like. It's time to hear from the experts, listen in on honest conversations, and learn the best tips and tricks that helped others pave their own way and craft their dream career. If you're ready to dig in, do the work, and tackle your biggest goals, you're in the right place. Here's your host, educator, photographer, and mac and cheese lover, Jenna Kutcher. Welcome to the show, Jess. I'm so, so excited to talk to you today. I am so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, girl. Welcome to the Gold Digger Podcast. We, first off, I mean, we have the most amazing listeners ever, but second off, I am so excited because this podcast gives me the potential to talk to people like you. So can we kick this off and and explain who is Jess? Like, who are you? How has your path unfolded? And what do you do today? 
Yeah. So my name is Jess Ekstrom, and I am the founder of a company called Headbands of Hope. For every headband sold, we donate a headband to a child with cancer. And I started this business literally out of my dorm room in college. (laughs) And I was interning for Make-A-Wish, and I saw a lot of kids who were losing their hair to chemotherapy, and they'd be offered a wig, or they'd be given a hat. And a lot of them weren't really concerned with covering up their heads. They wanted something that could restore their self-confidence after hair loss. And so I saw so many kids wearing headbands, but no one was providing that. And I realized that maybe I could be that change. I could be the one to give them all headbands. So that was around six years ago, which is just crazy to think (laughs) that we donated our first headband. And now we've donated headbands to every single children's hospital in America and 15 countries. That is insane. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so yeah. did you know, well, you probably didn't know this because you you don't know my mom, but my mom is a wish grantor for Make-A-Wish. Oh, uh, really? It's so cool. I mean, she's so passionate about it, but my mom is like Mother Teresa and she listens to this show. So, hey, mom. <laughs> hey, mom. Yeah, Make-A-Wish was amazing. It was actually one girl that really pushed me towards this idea. Her name was Renee. She was four years old and her wish was to go to Disney World to meet Sleeping Beauty. She was obsessed with all things Sleeping Beauty and knew that's what she wanted her wish to be. And it was about a week before she was supposed to go on her wish that unfortunately her cancer took a bad turn. She had a brain tumor and they thought they had it under control and she had rejected all the treatments that they had been trying. And so she couldn't go to Disney World. And so I was just devastated for her and her family because they, I mean, this is something that they, this is the light in their life, you know, mm-hmm. make a wish, you look forward to that moment. So I actually went to a costume shop and got a Sleeping Beauty mm. outfit and went to her house dressed as Sleeping Beauty and spent the whole day with her and her family in character. And it was really that moment where I just felt so connected to what I was doing. And it kind of, it pushed away a lot of those fears that I had about this business idea for Headbands of Hope and just knew that it was it was going to be worth it. So that was really the moment that I just went for it. Oh my gosh. So you're 19 years old. You're in college. Yeah. What were you pursuing in college? I'm just curious. Yeah. So I was studying communications with a minor in Spanish. Don't test me on the Spanish <laughs> part, but I like couldn't even spell entrepreneur, like still can't spell it. Who am I kidding? <laughs> but yeah, I had really no idea what I was doing. I remember I went to meet with a graphic design student to help me build a logo. I went to the business school and was like, what is like how do I, you know, make a business plan? I remember I didn't know how to make a website. So I met with a computer design student every day for lunch and paid her in Chipotle burritos. (laughs) (laughs) That is amazing. (laughs) Burrito strapping my business in the most literal sense. Yeah. (laughs) So that was the beginning. So paint the picture because I mean, most of us are listening and we're like, uh, when I was in college, I was lucky to get to class. Yeah, <laughs> I was hanging I out with friends. Like, what did this look like from the moment you had the idea all the way through to like where you are today? Yeah, I was not this like grade A 
student who was just overachieving. It was not, that was my sister. (laughs) That was not me. (laughs) And it was really just came from a place of like reactionary problem solving. It wasn't like, oh, I have this grand business idea that's going to, you know, explode. It was, oh, I see a problem. No one's fixing this, so I'll fix it. And it just happened to be a business solution. But I think, you know, looking at where we're at now, we've had a lot of wins, a lot of great moments, but I like to be transparent about the the beginning parts because I, I think that if we can understand that some of these hiccups and these speed bumps that we experience are just a part of the process. Like it's not a reflection on you or the universe telling you you're not good enough, then maybe that'll be, you know, something that people can turn to, to keep going. So it definitely was not, you know, fire right out of the gate. My first order was from my mom. (laughs) I was like, mom, stop. And I remember even before that, the first thing that happened was after I got my website and, you know, started working with all these different areas at the university, the last thing I needed was to actually have the product. I needed a headband. Mm -hmm. So I started to look up factories that made elastic because I was like, okay, if they can make elastic, they can probably make a headband. That was the top (laughs) of my genius. I love you for it. (laughs) I was like, all right, I'm on it. So of course I went to Google and was just looking up all these factories that manufactured elastic, sending email after email, calling, just hoping that someone would just take a chance on me. You know, I know that I'm young. I know I have no idea what I'm doing, but just believe in this idea. So finally, I got a call back from this factory in Kansas who loved the idea and wanted to work with me and would guide me through the process. We talked for about two months, sending samples back and forth, giving her feedback. So finally, I had the product that I was like, okay, we can start with this. And so she sent me over the invoice to start production. And it was for $10,000. And I was like, probably should have asked this before. (laughs) Um, Should have figured this one out. And, but you know, it was one of those things I'm sure you felt like you didn't want to seem too naive. Mm -hmm. You don't want to like ask what the pricing is. Cause I just wasn't, I didn't want to seem like I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't want to you know, be taken aback by $10,000. I was like, oh, this is probably just what it is. And I didn't know that. So I went to my dad, who's also an entrepreneur and asked him for advice. I was like, should I go get a loan from the bank and pay interest on that? Should I go get an investor and give away a portion of my company? And he, you know, being the great man that he is, offered to loan me $10,000. He didn't want me to, you know, give up any equity at that point and just pay him back as the business starts to make money, which was a huge gesture. It wasn't like that was, you know, pocket change for anyone in our family at the time. So I was so appreciative. I ran to the bank. It was a Friday afternoon. And I remember I thinking, I want to get them this money quickly so they see how serious I am, like that I'm on my game. And I ran into Wells Fargo, wired her $10,000, and I never heard from her again. <gasps> no. Seriously? Yeah. I was not expecting yeah. this twist. <laughs> so, so that what? was the start of my business. I felt Jess, like... this is crazy. I know. I know. <laughs> I was like... Okay, this is just affirming all of these doubts that I had about myself. 
you know, this was just like, I, you know, I was thinking, yeah, I was like, am I too young? Am I not good enough? Like, am I too inexperienced? And I felt like this was, okay, this, this is a sign that I need to go applying for jobs like everyone else. And it was a moment where I was like, I realized that it wasn't about like the embarrassment of it mm-hmm. all, as you think that failures might be. It was, first of all, like feeling like I disappointed the person that I look up to most, which is my dad. Mm-hmm. And luckily he was, I mean, he was pissed, but he was really understanding. <laughs> <laughs> like, wasn't this at me, just like the situation. But it was really the where I was feeling the most was that I had failed this idea that I felt was so important. Mm-hmm. I was like, it's not just the embarrassment of failure. It's the fact that this end result that I was working towards is not going to be solved. And then that was what I couldn't sit with the most. And that was what I just could not close my eyes at night on my pillow and think, this isn't it. Like this isn't how it ends. Mm -hmm. And so I went to the business school and they had an entrepreneurship program that they give $300 grants to and got $300, bought two SKUs of headbands from a supplier in North Dakota and grew up from there and never took outside money again. Wow. So that was the start, (laughs) but I'm kind of glad like in hindsight, I'm like, man, after I brushed myself off from that, yeah. a lot of the stuff that happened afterwards didn't seem that bad. Like I had kind of trained this resilience muscle early in the beginning. So where did you go from there? Because Jess, let's be honest, you are in college, <laughs> you are starting a business that includes manufacturing, it also includes social yeah. impact, you need a website, mm-hmm. you need to figure out how you distribute these to children in need. Mm-hmm. How did you do all of this? Because it's like making my head spin to think about all the things you had to figure out and bootstrap yeah. or Chipotle strap or dad Chipotle. strap. <laughs> like, exactly. So how did you do all of this? Yeah. I mean, and like I said, it was not fire right out of the gate. Like I remember, you know, the first time I, an order, you know, notification popped on my phone <laughs> from someone I didn't know. And that was like the biggest win of my life. <laughs> I was like, Oh my gosh, someone out there purchased this, not because they know me, but but because they believe in what I was doing. Mm -hmm. So from there, you know, I got this small amount of headbands to get started, which really taught me. Sometimes when you have an idea, you think you need to have everything figured out and have like the perfect plan or the perfect website. But really, I mean, you can start small and, and grow from there. And, and then I worked with local hospitals. I'm in Raleigh, North Carolina. So I worked with Duke Children's UNC, and then they started telling the other hospitals about it. And I think because it was so unique, what we were doing, Mm -hmm. we're the only headband company that provides headbands to kids with cancer. It gave people a reason to talk about it. Mm -hmm. And so with really no marketing dollars or anything, we started to build an audience. I actually, I remember, you know, I was still in college, so I had all these friends who were on other college campuses and I made them be campus ambassadors for Headbands of Hope. I was like, you guys are officially ambassadors. I know you didn't apply, but (laughs) this is what you're doing. And then now, you know, we have over like 700 brand ambassadors, but it started just by hounding my friends that I knew on other campuses. So little by little, things came together. 
in looking back now at how far we've come, it's crazy to think that it was just the summation of all these small steps and the just the grit to not give up. Hey, gold diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs. We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like, if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top-notch. Article's online-only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you, and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and always there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash gold digger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash gold digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. I know what it's like to feel completely thrown off your game because you're just not motivated or your mind isn't in the right space. That's why I'm thrilled to tell you all about superhuman activations. Now, if meditation isn't for you, you need to try activations instead. Activations are a groundbreaking new type of audio that's this mix of a motivational podcast, cinematic music, and guided visualization. They are fundamentally different from meditation and a lot more exciting to listen to. Instead of calming you, activations are motivating, energizing, and transformative. You'll reach your goals faster whether you want to earn more money, get clarity, achieve a health goal, or feel like you're reaching your highest potential. They're essentially a shortcut to get to where you want to be and the ultimate way to visualize your future self. And you can only find them on the superhuman app. I use and love superhuman and find myself playing activation several times a day, whether I'm baking bread, doing my skincare, or even when I'm in the shower. Superhuman offers something completely different to other apps out there. And I cannot wait for you to try them. Take advantage of their 14 day free trial and head over to activations.com forward slash gold digger to start your trial and save over 60% off your membership. There is literally no risk. If you change your mind and forget to cancel after the trial, you're covered by their money back guarantee. The discount is only available through their website, not the app store. So visit activations.com forward slash gold digger now for over 60% off. Do not miss out on this crazy deal. They rarely do discounts and it expires soon. That's activations.com forward slash gold digger. So now, I mean, you've donated over 200,000 headbands and climbing, which means you've sold just as many. Do you remember the first day that you got to go distribute these headbands? Tell me about that experience. I do. I did it and I just started distributing them before I was even really making sales Mm -hmm. because I didn't want to wait that long. (laughs) I was like, I just need to go out and do this. So the first donation that I ever did was at Children's Hospital of Los Angeles. 
And I remembered the first room that I walked into and she had a cute teddy bear and we gave her teddy bear a headband. And it was a moment where like, I felt successful before I was even returning mm-hmm. a profit. Mm-hmm. And because I was just seeing the results of like something that I created. But as time went on, you know, just being honest, it was harder to distinguish between like these achievements Mm -hmm. and my alignment. Mm -hmm. Because when you start a business that is, you know, for profit, also for purpose, the beginning part was just so fueled by this purpose that I felt like I was fulfilling. And then as it turns into a bigger business and you have staff and you have payroll and you, you know, have all these different moving parts that all of a sudden you're maybe feel like you're not as much of a creator as you Mm -hmm. are a CEO, it became harder to like remember that alignment and why I started, which is something that, you know, I try to keep close to me, Mm -hmm. but it's, I think that there's a misconception with people who are social entrepreneurs or doing something you know, making a living and making a difference that I'm just skipping through meadows with flower (laughs) crowns on. (laughs) I wish. Right? You know, it does get challenging to keep perspective. Oh, I appreciate that honesty so much. And I mean, there are so many days. It was so wonderful talking to Caitlin Crosby, both follow her and know her. And she was even just saying, she's like, you know, like you get kind of numb and Mm -hmm. you're building something and it's it's moving faster than you ever thought it could but your role continues to change and suddenly you're managing people and suddenly people are taking over your vision and and all of these things are happening and you're still making an impact but it's like I wish we could bottle up those feelings in those early days to remind Mm -hmm. us in these later days the impact and so let's kind of talk about what it was like, you know, starting this at the age of 19 and and identifying as the founder of Headbands of Hope and Mm -hmm. this successful young woman who made an impact and also an income and how that impacted your identity. Yeah, no, I think, you know, and kind of going off of what you said with like the early days and how you're role, but also your energy kind of shifts. Mm -hmm. I look back and like being this, you know, college student that had this startup was such an exciting label to have. And I just, I was loving every second of it. And it just, the fact that I felt like I was building something gave me this fearless, relentless energy. Like I remember I had a summer internship in New York at the Today Show when right after I had like started my business and I would literally like chase Snooki down the hall and be like, Can you <laughs> like I was just and now thinking about it, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I did that. Or I would just walk down the street and see a women's boutique and, and walk in there with headbands in hand and ask for their buyer and like give my pitch like on spot because I was just so I just cared so much and I was so fearless. Mm -hmm. But I think then as the business started to pick up and as it became a little more recognizable and I do more public speaking and travel around being the founder, 
you know, it's kind of just become this part of who I am and in a really good way because I'm connected to something that is making such an impact Mm -hmm. and so great. But at the same time, it's really scary to think of like, what's next? Mm -hmm. And who am I without this? Because I've never had gone and gotten another job. I've never done anything else. This has been me and people are like, Oh, you're you're the headband girl. I'm like, (laughs) sure. (laughs) But yeah, I don't know. I think that it's something that I've been thinking about recently of, you know, will I do something else? Or is this is this my mark? Do you, do you ever feel like that? Oh, a million percent. And I think that there have definitely been times of identity crisis where it's like, I am more than a brand, you know? And I think that I think it can get so the waters can get so muddied, especially when Mm -hmm. you are out there trying to make a difference and, and you are fueled by that difference that you're making in other people's lives that you forget, like, how do I fuel myself? So my question, Jess, then would be who is Jess Ekstrom beyond Headbands of Hope? I... (laughs) pretty quirky. (laughs) And that's something like recently I've been really working on. I think in the beginning, I felt like I had to pretend Mm -hmm. to be this businesswoman who has it all together, who always knows the right thing to say, who's always on, who never makes inappropriate jokes. (laughs) (laughs) And like, I just felt like I was getting so exhausted from pretending to be someone who I thought I had to like Mm -hmm. rise to this occasion when I kind of started to realize people like me where I am, you know, the Mm -hmm. person who is obsessed with her dog and, you know, makes corny jokes all the time and loves to go camping and can't walk in heels and like (laughs) stuff like that, that I've become slowly but surely more comfortable with that being myself and not feeling like I have to put on this persona of a successful businesswoman. Mm -hmm. Because I mean, you and you are so good at this, but like on social media, everywhere we look is just the, the perfect lives. And oh, I had this business idea and, you know, and look at me now. And I think that it just paints this false narrative for people out there that makes them feel like they're less. I don't want to be that for people. And and you're someone who I've been following for a long time that has feels like you've given me permission to do that. Mm -hmm. I think it is probably one of the biggest challenges because Mm -hmm. especially when you're young and you're starting it, And you see all these people that are further down the road than you and you say, well, what do they have? And honestly, Mm -hmm. I think it's part of like keeping up with the Joneses in a sense. And it's like, what if I don't want to be like the Joneses? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's hard. And, you know, I still battle this because like we I just did a TV interview a few weeks ago and and I told them I was like, I don't wear business suits like. I will wear a nice pair of jeans, which is a stretch. Yeah, exactly. But I no hold on them. Yeah, yeah, like I just don't. Yeah. And, and then, of course, I'm on screen with a guy in a business suit who is also a marketing yeah. expert. And you start to question, like, like, should I have done that? Like, you know, and it's just funny. I think yeah. as women, too, we just overthink things. And so one thing that I love about you is that 
you're not afraid to say where you've royally messed up. So can you share any stories where you were like, I'm done. This is it. I'm out. I'm going to go apply at a job at Chipotle and my whole story is going to come full circle. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. There's been quite a few times. Let's see. Our warehouse has gotten struck by lightning (gasps) twice. (laughs) (laughs) One time I like invested all of the money that I made into going to a trade show in hopes that like stores would come purchase our product to like be carried in their locations and a snowstorm hit (gasps) and no buyers showed up. Like all the flights incoming flights were canceled. So I was out all that money and my pride (laughs) and I've ordered like tens of thousands of the wrong hang tag before. (laughs) I mean, it, the list, it goes on and on and on. And, you know, and sometimes like my staff has messed up too. Mm -hmm. And the thing is when my staff messes up, I'm never mad at them because it meant that they were doing something Mm -hmm. like, and we learn from it, but I'm like, why can't I treat myself with that same kind of empathy? You know? Ugh, that like struck me deep for real. Girlfriend. Yeah. You're crazy. I mean, that's legit. (laughs) Like action, imperfect action is better than standing Mm -hmm. still. Yeah. Like I'd rather have dirty sneakers than clean ones. Like I'd rather have something that I can look back and see, look what I've done and not look what I want to do one day. Mm -hmm. And so I think that one, one thing that I've been thinking about a lot lately is that living like a vibrant and meaningful life is supposed to be messy. Mm -hmm. And just accepting that that's just all a part of the process. It's all in our narrative. It's in our story. And it's just about, you know, how we interpret it. Because sometimes we can't control just the random stuff that happens to us that, you know, didn't go as planned or a contract falls through. But I think we can control the meaning we assign it in our lives and like where we go from there. And I'm just tired of wasting so much energy, like, on things that I can't control and, and being mad about stuff that's in the past, that's, I need to just like move on from. So yeah, I think I'm just trying to have a better tale that I tell myself, if that makes sense. Oh, absolutely. Gold diggers, we all know the B2B landscape can be a bit complex. From lengthy buying cycles to complicated decision-making processes, reaching your target audience can be tough. But I found a solution tailored just for you. LinkedIn ads. A whopping 79% of B2B content marketers say LinkedIn produces the best results for paid media. That's because with LinkedIn ads, you're not just casting a wide net and hoping for the best. You're strategically building relationships and driving real results. We're talking about a platform with over a billion members, including 180 million senior level executives and 10 million C-level executives. You are networking with the actual decision makers. And LinkedIn's targeting and measurement tools are specifically designed for for B2B marketers, meaning you're not wasting time or money on irrelevant leads. In fact, in the tech industry, LinkedIn ads have been shown to generate two to five times higher return on ad spend compared to other social media platforms. Using LinkedIn ads allows you to stay ahead of the curve when it comes to industry trends and developments, whether it's finding the perfect partner for a collaboration or uncovering new opportunities for growth, LinkedIn can be your secret weapon. Make B2B marketing everything it can be and get a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash goal to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash goal. 
Terms and conditions apply. When it comes to content creation, you either do it because you love it or because you know it's a powerful business tool. Now, either way, it takes a ton of work. Whether you're building your website from scratch or struggling to manage payments, you need Kajabi. Kajabi is the ultimate one-stop shop that's been my go-to for almost a decade. Yes, nearly a decade. It's designed to help creators and entrepreneurs build thriving online businesses with steady recurring income. Whether it's blogging, coaching, or podcasting, Kajabi makes it simple to transform your passion into profitable online courses, exclusive members sites, and so much more. Over the years, Kajabi has been my rock from hosting my signature courses like the Pinterest lab to handling transactions without taking a single penny of my money. That's right. You get to keep 100% of what you earn. With Kajabi, you get powerful analytics, simple payment options, effective email marketing tools, and beautiful website templates that you can customize. And here's a little secret. You don't need a massive following to earn a great income. There are thousands of creators on Kajabi who are making six and seven figures with less than 50,000 followers, and you can be one of them. Right now, Kajabi is offering a free 30-day trial to start your business if you go to kajabi.com slash goal. That's K-A-J-A-B-I dot com slash goal. Join the creators and entrepreneurs who have made over $7 billion today at kajabi.com slash goal. On top of my many titles as mom, entrepreneur, and creative, I've also added host. Drew and I host on Airbnb on our favorite island in Hawaii. We started hosting as a way to make some extra income, and we've had such an easy breezy experience. Now we host year after year, and it's been a fantastic side hustle. Not to brag, but we've also been crowned Airbnb Superhost several times, so we are really killing the game. It's about having spaces we can enjoy as a family while creating memorable experiences for our guests, and it helps that we earn a little extra cash on the side. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So one thing that I'm curious about, and I know that our listeners are curious too, is what kind of advice would you give someone that wanted to tie some sort of mission into their business? There are so many different ways that you can do this, whether you donate a percentage of your profits or do a one for one like you do. Do you have any good advice for us? Yeah, definitely. I think that to speak on just mission-driven businesses, I feel like we're moving towards a world that there's not going to be social entrepreneurship. It's just entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. I think it's not going to be a trend anymore. I think there was a time where having a cause or percentage of sales or one for one was like a marketing Mm -hmm. angle or a trend or a unique part about your business. And I don't think that it's going to be a trend. I think it's going to be an expectation of all businesses if they're doing their part. And it doesn't need to be something that's so front and center, like a percentage of sales or a one-for-one model. But I think every single business has to appeal to something greater than just a profit. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't just, you know, come to marketing or consumer behavior. It's also about how people show Mm -hmm. up to work and their staffing. Like, I love that my staff is just so energized every day because they can connect everything to something greater. And I think that there's a lot of different ways that people can do this within a business. Like if you have a business that's already running, is there a way that you can 
put 15% of what you do every day, whether you're doing consulting or whether you're a graphic designer, 15% of your labor and your work towards some something that or something or someone that can't afford it, whether that's doing it for schools or nonprofits. I've seen that happen a lot, which is wonderful because you're still doing your work, but you're providing value to someone who might not be able to meet where you're at right now mm-hmm. financially. One for one, I think is like what we do with headbands and Tom shoes. It's wonderful, but it's also a whole other operational commitment to have tangible product. And, you know, we donate to hospitals, so we have to, you know, worry about shipping and things like that. So it's great, but also being realistic about having your product be something that's easy to ship and store and manage and that doesn't have, you know, a shelf life that you can easily send out to others. And then percentage of sales is a great one too. Working something within your margins that you can work partner with a nonprofit or something that's closely aligned to what your business model is. But another way that I think sometimes goes overlooked is like the opportunity that you give from your business. Mm -hmm. So whether that's the kind of people that you hire, whether, you know, that's who's making your product, where it's made, you know, who are the people behind that? Or it's what can your business opportunity can your company provide to local communities? Can you provide some kind of free value for people that are there, whether that's coming, you know, to do learn about lectures or do like fitness classes? There's a lot of different ways that you can weave in social impact into your business without being having like a blaring cause across your homepage. Oh, I love all of that, Jess. Thanks for bringing that down because there are so many other ways. And I think that We've grown accustomed to seeing certain models more than others. That was so insightful. So let's talk about your ambassador program because you, I mean, that is almost like another business in and of itself that requires a team and coordination and communication and marketing materials. How did that get started and how has it evolved? Yeah. So our ambassador team is called Headband Heroes. And it really stemmed from people wanting to help, learning about what we're doing and saying, how can I get involved? Which is amazing because, I mean, like you were saying, everyone is touched by Mm -hmm. cancer in some way. And I think that people connect so much with what we're doing on like a visual sense because they can see the pictures Mm -hmm. of people getting headbands and realize that this small gesture can make such a big impact. So this is just like our army of volunteers who help anywhere from donating headbands to hospitals to working with like bloggers, influencers as a way to spread the word about what we're doing. And they have a bunch of different activities like those where they get different points for each activity. And then they submit their points in exchange for product so they can get free fun product along the way. But it's also, especially for some of like the younger girls who are part of it, it's a great professional Mm -hmm. experience for them and also as a way to involve themselves in some kind of service and just learn a little bit more about, you know, what it means to start a business and how to, you know, get the word out about what you're doing and time management and, and things like that. So yeah, it started with just a couple friends at different schools and they referred other people and it's just grown word of mouth from there. And yeah, we have a a headband hero director, but we also have like a, we developed a portal where the 
women can come on and communicate with each other, show pictures of different donations that they've done. And you can also submit and cash in your points virtually. Wow, that. that is so cool. I just think of you, Jess, the college student, like figuring all yeah. of this out and just looking at how much it has grown. What has been one of your favorite moments in this entire journey? Oh, man, there's been so many cool moments, but like some that one that really sticks out to me, I think isn't one of my favorite moments, but it's the one that I think mm -hmm. about the most. It was a few years ago and I was going to this trade show and I was just like off my rocker, Jenna. <laughs> I was just so stressed out. I was just not being nice. I was, I was worried about these hang tags that were supposed to be there. They weren't there. And it was just like, I had just lost it. And I was on the phone. It was an it was a week before that, that I went to the children's hospital at UNC and I met this girl named Taylor and she picked out this awesome purple and green headband. And we, she was 15 and we were talking about school and boys and everything. And I remember she was telling me that she was feeling really down because she couldn't go to prom and all of her friends that she was seeing on social media were going to prom. And I said, you know, when I get back from Atlanta, which is where the trade show was, I'll come back and we'll have our own prom and we'll get dressed up. We'll take pictures. It'll be great. So she adds me on Facebook so we can keep in touch. And then I remember I was like coming through the Atlanta airport and I was on the phone with this tag company, <laughs> you know, thinking like my world was falling apart. And I got call waiting from an unknown number and I switch over the phone thinking, you know, it's something at the trade show or another problem or something. And I switch over. I'm like, hello. And it was Taylor's mom. And she was calling to tell me that, that Taylor had passed mm -hmm. away and that she wanted those same purple and green headbands mm -hmm. for every single female in her family to wear to her service the next day, because that's oh. how much Taylor loved her headband. I it know, makes me I cry. Like, I can't say, oh, I just... It was this moment where I just remember standing in the airport and like everything stopped. Mm -hmm. It was like some, my life was in fast forward and someone just hit the pause button for me, which I should have hit a long time ago because I realized that I had just been totally out of alignment for a while and was wondering why I wasn't happy, but was chasing mm -hmm. all these achievements. And it was just this time where I just really got... It was like, it felt like the weight of an anchor just brought me back down to, to why I started this in the first place. So I keep a file now on my computer of like all these letters and pictures and stuff that we get from the kids that I can go in and kind of look at whenever I'm like feeling that way. And then because of Taylor, we, for our five year anniversary last year, we hosted a prom at the children's hospital for all the kids there. So we had over a hundred patients out there dancing the night away, making flower crowns, eating food, taking pictures in a photo booth. Um, and we're continuing to do that every year. So that's something that I just think about all the time and just is a clear reminder of why I started this in the first place, because it can just get so blurry at times. Oh, so much. Mike, I'll choked up over here, yeah. girl. Yeah. That's just, no, <laughs> but that's just so meaningful. And I feel like 
there are so many moments in our lives that like we are our heads are so down that we don't even lift our eyes to see like what's Mm -hmm. going on you know like handshakes don't matter they just don't matter you know exactly I know I know it's just and it I catch myself like going into these crisis modes Mm -hmm. over nothing and so I've just tried to have a healthier relationship with my business and keeping in mind like this, just this clear purpose, because if if I'm not feeling that, if I'm not enjoying it, then what's the point of all of this, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I really want, like, that's been my goal the past couple of years is to really just enjoy the process and keep those kids and the people that we benefit close to my heart and not let that straight too far. So I'm curious, like, what is next? Like, what are you currently dreaming about? What are you excited about? I feel like you have accomplished so much and you've scaled so much and you've done so much. Like, what is it that like gets you out of bed in the morning these days? Man, I really like new things. Like I love novelty. And so I love having the chance to be like an entrepreneur within headbands of hope. So we actually haven't told anyone this yet. Exclusive gold digger. uh, Yes. (laughs) Expect soon to have a virtual reality component on the website where you can actually try headbands on through your computer, kind of like a Snapchat filter without actually buying them yet to see what you like. So I'm really excited for that. But then outside of that, I've found this whole other love and passion with speaking and doing some of this thought leadership stuff. So I travel around to campuses, companies, conferences, and speak on my story with Headbands of Hope, but also that level of transparency we were talking about before and just kind of making people feel like they're exactly where they need to be. Because I know we can all, we all need to be told that every once in a while. So I'm really loving exploring that part of my life and in the middle of writing a book, which I'm really excited about. So stay tuned for that. But other than that, it's a question mark. And I think, you know, I'm at a place with Headbands of Hope where I've hired people who are a lot more competent than myself. And, you know, and so a lot of this is handled and so I'm kind of like, I feel like I'm the annoying mom knocking on the door and being like, how's it going in there? Like, and they're like, we're good, you know? And so I think that this question mark of like, what's next is something that is exciting to explore, but also, also a little bit, a little bit scary, but I'm looking forward oh, I to cannot it. wait to watch and see what happens next. <laughs> so I want to go yeah, back we'll to your dad for a moment. What do you think your dad yeah. thinks of all of this now? <laughs> well, I hate him back if that's what you're wondering. <laughs> that wasn't what I was wondering. <laughs> oh my gosh. So my dad actually, let me tell you about my dad. This is hilarious. So him and my mom, well, my dad had this business idea back in the day. And it's funny, it was like this in the 90s, you know, he was managing health clubs and he started this email marketing service of like, you can send different emails to different members based on how many times like they went to the gym. And so it was really the beginning of targeted like mm-hmm. email marketing. I like him. And I'm like, dad, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you don't even know how to answer the phone when I call you. Like, how did you, how did you come up with Like, he's like not a tech person at all, but he just, you know, really created what he wished existed, which is what I feel entrepreneurship is. And he converted our bathroom at the house into an office. The bathroom? Um, quit his day job. 
literally the bathroom. Yeah, it was, that was where he was at. And my mom was like, you know, can I make you a sandwich? She saw how hard he was working. Like, can I get you some coffee? And what can I do to help? And he was like, can you do customer service for me? So she, for 10 years, did customer service for this business that he started, which I always laugh at. She's like, I just asked if he wanted a sandwich. (laughs) But then about two and a half years ago, my dad's company got acquired and they sold everything that they owned, our house, literally everything bought an RV and now they are oh, park rangers. Oh my god. <laughs> that could be a book in it itself, so like for thing. real. <laughs> I know. I laughed so hard and they started an Instagram and which I helped them with and it's just like the funniest thing, the people that they meet, their little uniforms and they're just living their best life. But my dad and my mom are still so super supportive of Headbands of Hope. They asked me if I they wanted me to get the RV wrapped in the Headbands of Hope logo. I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna pass on that one for now. I don't think that's my ideal um, audience, but, but yeah, thanks. <laughs> I know, I know. And my mom keeps like an inventory of headbands in the RV and just like hands them out to people. I'm like, Mom, they're supposed to buy them. Like this is <laughs> this is like what the business is is like they need to go buy them but no they're great they're super supportive and it's just been really I feel like I've been so fortunate to be a part of a family that's entrepreneurial because it was something that I saw so close so maybe it wasn't so scary for me to take that leap because I saw it firsthand and so I hope that I can be that person for someone else that makes it not so scary. I'm like visualizing your parents and it's just lighting my world up. (laughs) I will send you a picture of their little park ranger outfits. We should should link to their Instagram in the show notes. That's amazing. Oh oh my gosh. My mom just hit a hundred followers and she was freaking out. Yeah. Oh gosh. Okay. So where can everybody find you, connect with you, look at Headbands of Hope, purchase a headband so that we can give out more to the most deserving people that we know? That would be great. If you want to go to headbandsofhope.com, that's where you can purchase. And you can also inquire about being a headband hero if you would like to do that. Instagram at headbandsofhope and my personal Instagram at jess underscore ekstrom. And I would love to hear from you. Having people like Jess on the show is just so inspiring. And when I started this whole thing, it just never seemed like it was possible to sit down and just have these conversations in such an honest way. And so Jess, thank you just for showing up and for wanting to just share the real stuff because like we both said, overnight success does not exist. It is so much work. And so it is just a joy to get to see the work that you're doing and the impact you're making. Likewise, same to you. And I, I so appreciate you sharing your platform with oh, me to girl, tell my story. It is a good story. Now I'm just visualizing your dad in his bathroom <laughs> office. <laughs> oh, what an episode. Jess is such an amazing guest. And what I love about Jess is that she doesn't shy away from the conflicts. I think so often we believe the things that are unqualifying ourselves are actually our true qualifiers. And and what I love is that she sheds a light on what this real journey looks like and how you can be so passionate and yet you can get sucked into this identity crisis of who you are beyond what you've built. 
I am just so thankful for the way that Jess shared different ways that we can make an impact through using our passions to better the world and how she shared her story so boldly that yes, you can make a difference and make an income. I also just love the story about how she bootstrapped this baby since the age of 19, proving that you are never too young to start chasing your dreams. Before we sign off today, I want to share this week's review of the week from Jessica Chavez. It says, best business and marketing show. I started listening to The Gold Digger after taking Jenna's What's Your Secret Sauce quiz. The recommendations according to my secret sauce were so on point. I'm glad I'm here. I'm finding new content that I'd missed before and I'm loving the new content she puts out every single week. Her interviews are filled with such great and honest information. Jenna is an inspiration for every entrepreneur out there. This is a show you can't miss. If you haven't taken the Secret Sauce Quiz yet, head to secretsaucequiz.com and I will share with you what it is that sets you apart so that you can start to own your awesome. Before I sign off, I want to let you know that Jess was so amazing and so generous that she is offering 10% off all of her headbands for Gold Digger podcast listeners. Just type in the code Gold Digger to get 10% off of your purchase and to help support Jess's mission. I am so excited to place a giant order. You guys, these headbands are so stinking cute and you just got to go check it out. So head to headbandsofhope.com and let's support Jess and her dreams. Until next time, gold diggers, keep on digging your biggest goals. And I am so, so grateful to get to share these stories with you every single week. Thanks for listening to the Gold Digger Podcast. Dive into the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at www.golddiggerpodcast.com. If you love the show, share it with a friend. The more the merrier. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time, you gold digger you. Hey, gold diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs. We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like, if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top-notch. Article's online-only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you, and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer care team is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and always there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home, and thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash gold digger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash gold digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more.